Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Chloe Synapsis. Synapius. I won't tell Kath. You're amazing. And to be honest, just on the quiet, you were one of Chris's favourites. I will say that. You were just amazing. And uh, Chloe turned 18 only last week and she had a... And she had a bit of a sleepover at our house with Jordan and all these people, which was amazing. So she woke up, she went to bed at 17 and woke up 18 and we did McDonald's and it was just amazing. Why don't you share with us, Chloe? That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Um, When I think of Chris, I think of his passion, his passion for Jesus, his passion for young people, a passion that was purpose-driven. Chris described passion as more of a choice rather than a feeling and how passion is determined by how you position yourself. Chris displayed what it is to be of passion, duplicating the characteristics which are found in Jesus, his love for people, his loyalty, his faithfulness. At youth, he once spoke of a man whose passion changed the passion of God. And for me, it spoke to of a setting an example for all of us to follow, to be those who, whose passion persuades a generation. When we share our passion for Jesus, we can lead and set an example for others. And in order for us to do so, it requires our passion to have an outward expression. Chris once said, Our choice within a fire is to become one of two things, to become fuel or become a casualty. I believe the same applies in relation to our passion. We can either be hungry and desperate for God, choose to make a stand for our generation and fuel the love of Jesus by inviting our friends to youth or work peers to Sunday to church on Sunday, loving on them and getting them connected. Or we could position ourselves in the wrong environments where our passion only comes alight when we feel like it. Passion requires persistence, a modality where we don't stop and we don't give in. One of my favourite quotes is to be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. When we are on fire for God, fear is not a weapon that stands in our way. Remember, fear is not God-given. We are powerful beyond measures. We are the mighty roar of a lion. Let your passion outpour that we can do anything. Chris equipped us with this knowledge and the response we call upon to fear. Don't let fear rob you of a blessing. Passion will also help us make an impact. When we do something and do it with a sense of purpose, we will show our true colours. We will show a generation that this is us. Our passion will help us lead a generation to come to know the greatness of our God. True passion has been displayed to us through the legacy of Chris and has inspired all of us. Let God find you through your passion. Our passion will take us further. It will help us make a stand and it will help us save a generation. Great job, Chloe. You're amazing. It's amazing. When did Chloe get saved, Lisa? A year, if that. Amazing. Well done, Chloe. That was fantastic. Awesome job. Awesome job. Enjoy that. Next person I invite, 
Oh, here he is. Just... This is Keelan Jones. Everyone say hi to Keelan Jones. True to form, just doing your own thing, mate. So just... well, he, he started pushing me out, and so then I wasn't sure if I was like right next to the curtain or out of the curtain. So I just went You know out. what? You're out here now, mate. You may as well yeah. go for it. Well, so. to be honest, I was a little disappointed. There was like no music when I walked out. I was like really looking forward to that. There we go. There yeah. we go. Well, why don't you just stop talking to me now right. and just start talking to everybody else? That'd be great. All right. Um, to me, Chris was the kind of guy that no matter what mood you're in, uh, like no matter how bad your week's been, as soon as you see him and he says hi and gives you one of those world famous hugs he always had, he'd like change your week and he'd change your day. Um, and he'd always be saying to me, hey, do you want to catch up for a burger soon or when are you free for a burger? And um, at first, I always tried to avoid these kind of catch-ups. I thought that he'd be just wanting to, to talk about church and faith the whole time and like, be asking a whole bunch of stuff of me, which I really wasn't keen on at the time. Um, but eventually, I agreed to go on one of these burger dates. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I was like really nervous because at the time, I didn't really know him. I didn't really know anything about him. I knew he was trustworthy because everyone trusted him. Um, but I was really shy back then. I was really bad at talking to people in general. Um, but by the time we finished the burgers, uh, I felt like I could tell him anything. And the point I'm getting at is that Chris understood the power of connection. Everyone wants to feel connected to something or someone. We just need to choose wisely to what that something or someone is. It says in John 15 verse 5, talking about the vine and the branches, it reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And it's written in red because that's Jesus speaking. Um, to me, this means that without connection with Christ, we can't have any fruit grow from us. I think that Chris understood this so well. To me, Chris was a branch on God's vine, and everyone that he reached and everyone that he preached to was the fruit. Now, from what I understand about gardening, which isn't much at all, but I'm pretty sure when you bury a seed, it'll regrow. You still need to nurture and care for the seed so that it doesn't fail to grow, just as we need to nurture and care for each other so that we do not fail to walk um, in, our, in our walk with, with Christ. <laughs> to, help a plant, to help a plant grow, you need to water it and give it sunlight. When you want to help a person grow, Chris taught me that you need to connect with them. But we, we need to be connected to the right things. Um, in John 15, verses 1 to 2, it says, I am the true vine, and my father the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Chris understood the power of connection. He understood the necessity of the pruning process, and so he bore much fruit. We see this fruit in the love of our youth ministry, we see this fruit from the funeral on Tuesday. Chris was so connected with his God. It is because of this that he could do this, that he could connect so deeply with so many others. 
I want to continue his mighty legacy and encourage you to do the same. Stay connected to the vine, connected to Jesus. Allow God, your gardener, to prune you and shape your lives so that you can connect with others. Chris understood the power and lived out the power of connection. Jesus emphasized the power of connection by the way he walked with his disciples. And so I trust that you, along with I, would, walk, con- con- would, wa- would want to live a connected life full of burgundates and hugs towards the precious people God has put in your life. Thank you. Good job, Key. Good job. Well done. Keelan is 15, and he's a good friend of my son, Mitch, who's also 15, and I can testify to the growth in his life because he stayed over our home many times. And when he said he was shy, he was not exaggerating. He said, how you doing, Key? Hungry, Key? That's all you get out of him. He'd eat lots, but he wouldn't do much more than eat lots. And so to see him growing and to stand up here and to speak in front of so many people, well done, good job. Well done. Now, you've really got to encourage our next uh, speaker because this is our youngest speaker for the night, and she's 12 years of age. Welcome to the stage, Phoebe Roberts. Woohoo! Hello, sweetie. That's a very cool cat. Not even a bad team, it's all right. It's cool. You okay? Can you, can you see over that? You're right. Okay, I just saw your code then. That's awesome. I can get in there later. Okay. Um, so Chris was a, a really good preacher and I loved all his preachers. Um, one thing that stood out to me was when he said, be the person that when you wake up, the devil will say, uh-oh, she woke up. This stood out to me as he said it a lot and every time I would laugh to myself and say that it is so true. I want to have that effect on the devil as well. What I got out of that phrase is that the devil hates it when I live my life passionately for God. I am a threat threat to the devil and I want to get closer to God. I can do this by helping people to know God, talking about God and reading my Bible every day. That will get the devil annoyed when I wake up. This year, I will put that into practice. I will read my Bible daily and talk about God to my friends. Since Chris's talk, I brought my friend to youth and church who was a Catholic and now she has become a Christian. We can't just hear the words of amazing preachers like, Chris, Tony and others, but we need to honour them by living out what we have been taught. Let's get this devil scared. (laughs) Thank you. Well done, Phoebe. Great job. Good job. Good job, Phoebe Roberts, 12 years of age, going on 27. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Fantastic. You enjoying this? You're learning something? Being inspired? (laughs) Yes. You're learning something, Lisa? Fantastic. Okay, let's put our hands together for Nathaniel Hodgson as he comes. 17 years of age.
Is that right? That's right. And That's good right. looking to boot. There we yep. go. I'm the good looking smart guy Tony was talking about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Chris was a great man and he influenced my life so much. Um, but one major area was that of living without fear. One message I'll never forget is when Chris preached about the fear factor. Chris was a man that lived without fear because he knew that on the end of his fear, there'd be blessings from God. This has influenced my life so much in that when I'm not sure if I should do something, I just do it and put aside the fear because the God we praise is so much greater than our circumstance. Therefore, with God, the fear that we feel is unnecessary and it holds us back from the things God has for us. Chris told us when we have fear to make a decision because at the end of that decision, um, it will lead to us acting it out and just pushing through the fear. Uh, Chris also taught us to rely on God because his ability to do and say is far greater than ours. Thank you, Chris, for teaching us not only to live without fear, but to live a life fearlessly like you did. Thank you. Good job, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate that, mate. Next one up here. You're nodding your head, Danny. It's all good. Fantastic. So glad you're here. Let's welcome Sam Rainbow to the stage. <laughs> Sam Rainbow, how old are you? 15? 14? No, I'm 12. <laughs> how old are you? 14? Yeah. You're 14. Can you even remember? No. 10. 10. You're 14. I'll just remind you of that. So you go for it, mate. It's all yours. Um, hello. How are you? <laughs> um... Yeah, so Chris taught me a lot of things, um, and I got a call just yesterday, and Dan was like, oh, can you speak? I was like, oh, I guess so. So um, I went over all my old notes out of his old messages, and there were a few that really stood out to me, so I kind of put them all together into one, and, and it was, when times are tough, don't give up. Um, he taught me not to give up um, in many ways because he definitely lived it out. Um, I kind of threw this into three main points. First one is, um, don't forget about your first love, Jesus. Um, you need to believe in him and not forget what he did. Um, um, yeah, don't forget that he, was, he paid the ultimate price. He died for us, and he has a plan and a um, future set out for us and we need to respect that um the second one is praise um chris really lived this one out um he was on many bands um but um uh he always said to praise even when things are not going right and um it just yeah that that friday when everything happened i just want to thank all of you um we we sat in that cafe and we definitely did what Chris would have wanted us to do. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, because ultimately praise brings breakthrough. Um, yeah, and my last point was similar to Keelan's in we need to um, respect and care for the seeds that Chris planted in our life. Um, we can't just, like, kind of water them once and then forget about them because when we come back to them, we'll probably be dead. Um, example, 
Ashari bought a little Christmas tree at Christmas and um, she kind of went away on a holiday and she gets back and it's on the table and all the leaves have fallen off and it's like stiff and she like snapped it on. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Anyway, um, so um, yeah, we need to be consistent in um, watering and stuff. But um, yeah, not, not just like plants, but our life. We need to read our Bible often. We need to attend church more like consistently. We need to pray to God and we need to out, be an outreach to our friends. And um, we also need to act on what we hear. So um, when times are tough, don't forget about your first love. Don't forget to praise. And yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I, I must say too, I liked his hat better than the hat that uh, Phoebe Roberts was wearing. Just saying. Just saying, just personal preference there. Well done, Sam. Great job. 15 years of age. No, 14. Amazing. Amazing. This next guy was someone who worked very closely with Chris, part of the core leadership team. The way he conducted himself during the whole time, I'm really proud of him. He's done an amazing job in rallying the youth in Chris's absence. And uh, can we just welcome Dan McGaw to the platform? Love you, man. Good job. Proud of you. How are we all doing? How awesome is it that Chris has such a lasting impact on so many young people? I was standing side stage for a bit and I was like, wow. It's just, uh, he had it, things that some people may see as meaningless or think, phrases that just pass uh, instantly, others pick up and they, they hold on to. And it's, it's just an awesome, awesome thing to watch. Um, one thing that I wanted to share, uh, I moved down to Adelaide a year ago now, and uh, Chris was instantly in my world, which is awesome. And uh, I remember him uh, sharing this one message soon after where I got down, and it was based around this one scripture, which is in 2 Corinthians uh, 10 verse 13. And it says, the temptations in your life are no different from uh, what others experience. And God is so is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than what you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And Chris brought this amazing point where he said, the Bible doesn't say God will show you a way out so that you can take it. He says, the, the, he says God will show you a way out so that you can endure what you're going through. The purpose of God, when you're going through a tough situation, God reminding you that he's there is not so that you can quit and give up. It's so that you can fight and continue to fight on. And as Chris would say, let the mongrel out inside of you. Because that is what we're here to do. I say to the youth all the time, and I'll say to you guys, we are not a people who sit here passively while things happen. We need to start to fight. And as Chris said, let the mongrel out. Because even when we're going through tough times, how we go through that, and when we make it to the other side, will show us what we're made of. It'll prove to us that our faith is real, and that God is real. And He can do abundantly more then we can dream, hope, or even imagine. Chris taught me how to fight. During that last year, there were times where I wasn't sure what was going on with finances, etc. And yet Chris got alongside me and he, told, he reminded me to fight. He said, you're down here for a purpose, so fight. Fight for it. And that's what we need to be doing in our lives. Let the mongrel out inside of you. 
even when you feel like dropping down, remember who your God is. Remember what Jesus did for you. Get alongside people who can pick you up. Get connected. Come alongside people who when they see you struggling can pick you back up and encourage you to fight. As Key pointed out, the power of connection is key. So get along and empower someone else. Encourage someone else. Remind them that their fight is not over. And even though it's tough and even though there's a way out, God would want them to continue and we are standing with them. Chris taught me to fight. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to keep fighting for the rest of my days. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. Again, Dan's just had his 20th birthday, and so the future's bright for him. And Chris had a lot of mongrel to let out. <laughs> he knew what he was talking about. It's just awesome. Love you, Dan. Who we got next? Got Maddie Williams. Why don't you come up here, Maddie? You're 15. 15 years of age and beautiful to boot. Love to hear from you, Maddie. Um, one of the most important things that Chris taught me is that you can't change a generation when you're doing what the rest of the generation is doing. The statement highlighted the importance of not conforming to this world. I wanted to do something great for God, but I was getting distracted by trying way too hard to fit in. What I noticed is that when I focused on what other people thought, I was not only ripping myself off from the blessings God had for me, but also the potential influence I have at school, sport, and now my workplace. But focusing more on what God says about me rather than what the world says about I should be. I'm more confident and now have been able to make so many new friendships. I know that I am loved and have an amazing future ahead and I want to live that out every day so that I can change a generation for God. If we all grabbed a hold of this, our schools and our workplaces would look totally different and we really could change a generation of people to be hungry and ready to seek God. Thank you. Good job. Fantastic. Thanks, Maddie. Really do appreciate that. We, we could go through our whole youth group. Time does not permit, but we do have two more. And uh, this, this next young man is a real champion. He's uh, had a, a tough year last year. But it's in the toughness of his year, coupled with what's just happened, the way he's conducted himself. I'm so proud of him, love him to bits. Let's welcome Mitch Jones to the platform. Come, Mitch. Okay, hi, guys. Um, tonight, you have heard and will hear about many different seeds that have been sown into people's lives. Chris taught me how to guard these seeds. Seeds can be words, gifts, talent, or purpose given to us by God and through people. God has sowed words, thoughts, or even actions into our lives through Chris, whether it be through a sermon or just a simple hug, because he had an immense amount of faith in our potential to grow the seed into something that is many times greater than what was originally sown. 
In Matthew 13, verse 8, it reads, Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Chris taught me to guard guard the seeds that God has sown in my heart. In Mark 4, verse 15, it reads, But these upon the side of the road are those who have the word sown, shown to them, and they have heard. Immediately Satan comes and takes the word away that was sown in their hearts. In order to prevent the enemy from taking what's in our hearts away, we need to water them, meditate on them, and let them grow so that when the enemy tries to take and belittle our seeds, we will hold our ground. Thank you. Mitch, well done. It's amazing, hey, Lisa? It's awesome. It's awesome. One more. Again, like uh, Dan, this next young lady is someone who worked closely with Chris and uh, was a part of the core leadership team and has been instrumental in, in helping and shaping our young people's lives. And so let's welcome Kirsty Neal to the platform. Thank you. Love you, Kirsty. Love you. Um, if you don't know who I am, you also may remember me from things like Channel 9 News or Adelaide Now, just in case you've forgotten. Um, <laughs> I will be taking autographs later, just kidding. Um, but one thing, I'm gonna, one thing that I taught Chris that he really uh, took on and was something that we really bonded over was dropping the mic and flipping the table. And I feel like that I'm a little bit sold out and I kind of missed my time because he really took it on and let it fly. But I taught Chris that and I'm going to hold on to that for the rest of my life. Um, I got told that if I do, however, drop the mic that I will be up for like three grand. So I thought... Better not, not tonight. Um, So one of the things that Chris reminded me often and in my seasons and in my trials and as I watched him teach young people um, how to uh, do their lives well, the thing that he always said was praise is a default position. And I think if you knew Chris, that he, he loved to praise. And when he praised, you knew that it was praise, that God was honoured and that he was glorified. He taught me that your circumstances do not change your praise and your default position, that you always look to him, that you raise your hands and that no matter the circumstances, you lift his name high. And the other thing that he taught me was that praise brings perspective because sometimes we often look to the things of this world and we get downcast and when things uh, happen and we don't like it and we're not really sure why, we start questioning. But when we praise, we actually change our perspective. We start looking to God and then He starts revealing things in those seasons. Just like the other guys, I did have a look through my notes and the first preach that Chris ever did at Victory Youth was about praise. And um, his three points were, or four points actually, were praise in the promise, praise in the breakthrough, praise in the battle and praise in the prison. And I think that he lived an incredible life of praise in each and every season and every circumstance. And you know what? I know that even in the seasons that shake me, uh, even in the seasons that bless me, even in the seasons that confuse me, my position, my default position will always be to bring praise and honour and glory to God. Thank you. Wow. 
Wow. TV star and preacher. Well done, Kirsty. Proud of you. I'm proud of every one of our youth. You've held yourself so well. You are an example and a model of what it is to be a Christian in a world that is crying out for a Christian example, you are being that very thing. And you're encouraging, you're encouraging me. In actual fact, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Many of the young people were there on the Oval. There are ones that worked on Chris's body. They would do anything to help, organising whatever was needed. I'm proud of you. Well done. The way you've conducted yourself over this last couple of weeks has been phenomenal. I just want to make one special mention of a young girl. The news have been saying there was another young girl that was struck by lightning. That's all that uh, she's received in the news. But there were two people on that day that got struck and... One of them was a 19-year-old girl. Her name's Ashari, and uh, she's my niece. And she was right next to Chris that day. And and uh, the way she's conducted herself, it's amazing, sweetie. I don't know where you are, but I love you. There you are. And again, Chris, be proud. I'm proud. And we as a church are proud of you and the way you are holding yourself and handling yourself. It's amazing. I don't know why certain things happen. I don't know why two people can be struck and one's going to be with the Lord and one's still with it. I don't know, church. But having heard from nine of our young people, I'm so encouraged. And it's actually Chris's words that have encouraged me tonight as I trust that have encouraged you. And I want you to remember those things and, and continue to hold your head high. And, and in the tears and in the pain, Hold your head high. Remember some of the things you've heard tonight. We're not done. Because Danny has said that he would love to come up here and at least say hello. A thank you. Can we stand at our feet and just honour Pastor Danny? He's a statesman. He's a pastor. He's an incredible example. And he's my friend and I love him. Thank you very much. Please be seated. Can't begin to tell you how grateful I am on behalf of Sharon and the rest of our family to sit here tonight and hear those wonderful young people share something that is deeper than head knowledge, but something that's gone deep into their hearts. We are very proud of our son. It's a difficult time and the pain is very deep. I did a tweet today saying you don't have to understand in order to stand. You know, you don't have to understand everything in order to stand. But I know too much about God to ignore Him. And I know too much about God to know that He does all things right. He is all just 
and we can trust Him tonight. But it would be wrong of me to go any further. I just have a couple of thoughts to share with us, but it would be wrong of me not to start by saying, thank you, Victory Family, Victory Edge. (laughs) Our courtship started long before this tragedy. God had begun to do something very, very deep in our family and with us as fellow believers and Christians here in Adelaide. It was only a few days ago that Tony and I sat in a restaurant or just a few days before Chris's passing. And I'll never forget that we sat there and talked about our strong belief in his future in God and his destiny with his family and I'd been burdened for him and I said to Tony, I'm just burdened for my boy. just want to see everything that God has for him come to pass and had no idea what was happening on the inside of us. But we both spoke with deep affection for Chris, Lisa and the kids and knew that God was in control. I want to thank you as a church for loving our family, not just during this time, but long before. Thank you for those of you that whenever I would visit would come to me and go, you ought to be so proud of your boy. And oh, he preached unbelievable this morning. You should have been here. And, and you would encourage me when I'd pop in to visit. And not that long ago, we got together as a staff here. And uh, after those staff meetings, I got the opportunity to share with Chris and to see God doing something so powerful in our relationship, but also with our churches. Thank you, Victory Church, for loving our family. We'll forever be grateful. I want to thank Tony and Kath for shepherding our family. Thank you for being great shepherds to Chris and Lisa and to the kids and for believing in their God-called potential. I want to thank you also for carrying this time, this difficult time, with such dignity and passion And you honoured Chris, you honoured us and we would have loved to have had the funeral here because this was the home where he served But because of space. Uh, But so many that came here to honour his life and some of my unchurched relatives came here to victory and said to their relatives, we need to rethink our lives. A reporter from one of the channels at the funeral said to someone they knew in our church, We are not supposed to get emotional in times like this. We're just meant to do our job. But we are now reconsidering faith and my husband and I will be in church next Sunday. In Chris's passing, he brought together so many people and so many people from different expressions of the body of Christ. So busy, all getting on with their corners. And then all of a sudden, all came together. Many have rung and even before the service tonight, there were pastors ringing saying, we want to talk in the future about Kingdom Alliance, how the body of Christ can come together. I'm grateful that that's come about through Chris's life and through our connection as a family. During the time of his passing, thank you young people for trying so hard to keep him alive, trying so hard. Thank you for praying. Thank you for coming back here at night and honouring God and hearing all the stories just touched our hearts and I'm very, very thankful. 
I do want to leave you with three quick points tonight that I think are a reflection of who Chris was and something we strongly believe. Young people and everybody in this room tonight, we need to be number one, people of resolve. We need to be people of resolve. We can stand when we don't understand. You know, friends, all of last year, all around the world, I preached on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Not was my shepherd, not might be, He is. I have to live it. I have to live what I preach. All this year, we've been speaking about eternity. At the beginning of this year as our own church, looking at the subject of eternity. I've been preaching around the world, trust sovereignty when there's no clarity. Tonight, thank you that we can practice that together. Because I wanna tell you this, when I gave my life to Christ, I never gave my life to Christ for what He would do for me. I gave my life to Christ because of what He'd already done for me. He had died on the cross. and put eternity in my heart. And I wanna tell you, Chris carried that. He carried such a passion for eternity that this world didn't mean much to him. He said to me on the very last time we spoke, you didn't have a Sunday night service. I had high sugar levels and couldn't drive my car properly. And he said, Dad, I'll drive you to church. And in driving me to church, he said things he said over and over again, I hang on to nothing. I just trust God with my future. Told me that He loved me and told me a lot of things that I could see God in it in the light of what's just happened. I don't understand here, but I understood that because God is all righteous. But he would joke when Lisa would tell him to get fit. He said, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. Let's have a resolve. Young people, this is the greatest decision you could make tonight. Follow Christ because He's the truth, not because of what He does for you. He is the truth. We're only passing through and I will follow Him all the days of my life because He is truth. Secondly, let's be people of genuine relationship. Let me tell you, at Chris's funeral, there were people that have been in our world over the years that for some reason in church life, people get all snooted up about stuff and, and, and they walk away from relationship and people get their knickers in a twist and they get all upset about all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden they come to a funeral and it, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. And all of a sudden everybody's loving each other. And I saw Christianity at my son's funeral that should be the Christianity we have every day. The Christianity we should have every day. And I was praying for you this afternoon and I felt God say, you know, it's okay, okay as Christians to have different opinions. That doesn't give us permission for detachment. Different opinions doesn't give us opinion, a reason for detachment. I want to do life with other Christians where we can say, look, I'm not sure if I see it like that. I'm not sure that that's how I need to pray into it. But the relationship's never in question. Can I beg you in Jesus' name, Chris loved people from all walks of life. He accepted them for who they were. He loved on them despite their 
messes. There's one couple I know right now, their life was such a mess. And now through Chris's death are asking for counselling and saying, we want to work this out. I want to tell you, let's not wait for another tragedy. Let's not wait for things to happen before we stay connected together in the love of Christ. Chris had resolve. Chris did real relationship. But he was also a young man of revelation. I used to love sitting with him and listening to him. Stay. I used to hear what the revelation that would come into his heart and I'd go, where did you get that? Man, I'm going to hang up my boots. I can't preach like that. Incredible revelation. And I want to tell you that in Isaiah 61, as I close, it says that the Spirit of the Lord was going to be on Jesus. It's a prophecy in Isaiah 61 of the coming of Christ that he would bind the brokenhearted. And I want to tell you, Chris had a revelation of that. He understood what it meant to know brokenness, but also understood that God would mend and heal the brokenhearted. May we follow in that example. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon, and I finish with this, said, I've tried everything under the sun. I've tried everything. And it means absolutely nothing. I've had the money. I've had the pleasure. I've had the wisdom. I've had all that stuff and it means absolutely nothing. When I looked at this passage of Scripture, the only way Solomon knew God was as Elohim, which means the God, the Creator. But he didn't know Him personally as God, His God. Chris knew God as His God and therefore lived for above the sun, not under the sun. Chris lived for the things above the sun. He didn't care whether he had three pairs of jeans or one. He didn't care about stuff. He didn't care about image. He didn't care about position. He just wanted to make a difference because his focus was above the sun. King Solomon thought of everything under the sun. But tonight we can have an eternal perspective. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the synergy and unity that we feel together in this time of grief as these two houses in Adelaide. But Father, let it just be the beginning of something that will grow right across our city. That there won't be divisions, but there will be a coming together of the body of Christ, realising that the things under the sun don't matter, only the things above the sun. Help us, Lord, to be, as Chris has shown us, a people that have resolve, that God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Thank You, Lord, that we can love each other in a way that doesn't have strings attached or conditions. And even when we can discuss things and see things differently, the relationship will never be in question. May we never be the same again because of Chris's 39 years with us. Because He showed who You are, Lord, to us. And tonight we thank You for His life. As parents, we hurt so much. Lisa and the kids carrying so much pain and yet trusting you through it all, through it all. We will see Jesus and we will see Chris again one day. Thank God for eternity. God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 